Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. And welcome to episode 31 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me for another adventure is... James Helpful Ross, <laughs> Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, Ben Meredith. And who are you playing? Uh, Sir Bertrand McGuffigan. Hamid Blah! So, as you may have noticed, we're in mid-scene. As it stands currently, while Zolf was exonerated, well, I say exonerated, bought his commission after being arrested for being a navvy who ran away, effectively, you're still on the way to Paris. Yay. But uh, Paris, yeah, that's definitely the goal. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember. It's been a while now. Yep. But um, the party's had a bit of a split. Turns out Bertie's not as suicidal as we all thought. Nope. And it's decided to... Isn't there a... There's a bet, isn't there? There is a bet. Yes. 250 gold now. Or Bertie's silence for three whole days. Oh, the stakes are high. (laughs) Bertie, having failed to rescue a single person on the way through Dover, is currently making his way towards the Channel Tunnel. Meanwhile, Mr. Smith... Sasha's just gone overboard. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Smith is watching as Sasha is about 50 feet away in a massive stormy water, and Hammy's doing exactly nothing to help, because if he lets go, he's gone as well. And Sasha can't swim. Sasha is splashing... And sinking. So, in, in classic TV fashion, mm-hmm. rather than following the cliffhanger, we'll start with Bertie. <laughs> so, you are make, you have made it through to the specific channel tunnel um, station. Right terminus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like there are a bunch of staff and they are all having a discussion outside the gates and there's a queue of angry looking people at their entrance. Right. Uh, Bertie, is it a queue or is it a crowd? It is a loose queue. 
As in, it is a queue, but it's not particularly orderly. You get the impression that some people are trying their luck and pushing ahead and so on. Okay, is there, uh, and are there staff at the front of the queue? Yes, there is a steel grey shutter which is closed halfway across, so there's a little space that you could fit through, but it looks like they're trying to decide whether to close or not. Basically. So it's Victoria Underground Station during rush hour. Pretty right. much. Okay. So Bertie, uh, noticing that there is a queue in inverted commas, uh, stands at the back of the queue because he wasn't raised in her barn, uh, but announces the front of the queue. Does anybody know what's going on here? Why is there such a queue and a delay? Now, now, everyone calm down. It's just... We have to wait and check for damp. I mean, there's a slight delay. We may end up having to close today, but at which one is a massive rah, 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 from everyone. It's mostly merchants who appear to be carrying valuables. So it seems to be like there's a lot of people who are trying their luck thinking, you know what, if I transport this expensive stuff by the tunnel, it's better than having nothing transported. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very posh clientele comparatively. Uh, stand aside, please, ladies and gentlemen. Important meritocratic business. I am Sir Bertrand McGuffigan on a singular mission to get on that train. So uh, uh, Bertie confronts the people at the front of the, the, mm-hmm. the staff at the front. Yes? Yep. Now, I understand that this might be shut. Is that correct? Well, we're still doing the engineering examination. If you'll just give us an hour or so, we'll know. And from there, we'll be able to tell you whether we're going to be open today. If I'm honest, we're probably going to close. He's yelling out over your head. Everyone's going, oh, this is ridiculous. and makes the people laugh. That's outrageous. I am on important meritocratic business. Well, that's, that's great. Would you like to drown? We can, I mean, I don't know what you want me to do. Well, what seems to be the problem? Well, we have to do a check. We have to make sure there hasn't been a breach. It's a large... It's it's not exactly, you know, old technology that we're using here. You've got to check that it's all intact. So the newer the technology is, more work needs to be done. Is that correct? I'm just saying that, you know, all the kinks aren't worked out yet. Honestly, just wait in line. We'll deal with you when we get to you. Uh, nothing can be done to be expedite matters, I take it. No, no... Go to grease the wheels, perhaps? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, etc., etc. <laughs> Give me a diplomacy check just for what you did. I won't allow Paul from time Yeah. Uh, oh, natural 20. Whenever he needs it, it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> natural 20, the um, the sort of station master takes a moment and goes, Maybe very expensive to expedite a train. I mean, a train's big, that's a lot of gold greasing a lot of wheels. How many wheels and at what rate per wheel? <laughs> Cut to yeah. um, Starting with Sasha I will need a swim check from you Just to stay above water So oh, three. three minus one You two. drop below the water You're now holding your breath <laughs> for, for listeners who can't see it She's literally holding her breath. It's 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 interesting viewing. So if you're underwater, because of failing a swim check, or you know you're under intentionally, you hold you well, you must hold your breath, obviously, and you can hold it for the number of rounds equal to twice your con score. Ooh. So that's a bit complicated. So that's each round is six seconds. Uh-huh. Your con score, so not the ability modifier, your actual score. So oh, what's right. your con score? Twelve. Twelve times six being seventy-two. Yeah. So you can hold your breath for seventy-two seconds. But that's only if you... you twice your console. Uh, yeah, sorry. So that'd be 144 seconds. seconds. But that's assuming you do nothing to stay the situation. That's you literally just holding your breath. So if you are trying to swim back to the surface and so on, um, it starts cutting into that. 
Uh, it's a bit complicated. Long story short. This is a new situation for me. I don't think I'm doing very much. Like, sure. Apart from panicking, is it? Mm. Like, I'm probably not holding my breath optimally, but sure. I mean, since that's already so low. So, with that in mind, picking up where we left off, Sasha is currently now under the water, holding her breath. Okay, I will whip out a knife. Okay. Um, Put her out of misery. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Found a sacrifice. Uh, it's clear what Poseidon wants. So, um, slam it down on the corner brace for the sail. Sure. Uh, so that it flaps up, like it doesn't mm -hmm. leave, but it yeah, stops it, being it just, so billowy. It's, it's a drag at this point. Yeah. The ship lurches when you do so, yes. obviously. Um, look at Hamid, say, stay down and hold on. Uh, and then what I'm going to do is javelin my trident into the sea. Okay. And start screaming at the sky. No, if you're going to do anything, take me. Don't take her. And then take my chainmail off, mm -hmm. throw that into the sea, okay. and dive in after it. Okay. And go for satchel. Okay, so you spike your trident into the water. Gone without a trace. Yeah. Chainmail. Gone without a trace. You jump in. Give me Gone a without a trace. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. I uh, lose the minus four uh, physical thing for having chainmail, so that's good. Um, <laughs> it takes a number of rounds equal to the armor check penalty to remove armor. Four rounds. I'm factoring it in, so I'm going to get him to do his dive, and then we'll factor it into how much time he got left. Ten. Ten. Okay, so Actually, you. Actually, not that good as well. Well, well, sailors generally weren't, were they? Because if you, no, true. If you swim, <laughs> yeah. if you fall in, it was better to drown quickly rather than like drag out the days. Oh, well, true. I'm afraid. You oh, hang on water. a minute. No, Master. sorry. Uh, six. So, yeah, uh, you're that's on. not an armor check penalty. That's a leg penalty. Yeah, it is. So you're you're under the water too. Yeah. Struggling to breathe. You're now holding your breath. Hamid, do you do anything? I hang on to the boat. Okay. We'll cut back to bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting to get a bit befuzzled by your math. So per per wheel, if it's <laughs> so the, the train has the train has sixty wheels, including carriages. But you're only including prime prime numbered. Also, carriages. it's going at sixty miles an hour in the direction of Paris. There's another one going at thirty five <laughs> right. miles per hour yeah. in the opposite okay. direction. So, <laughs> wait. So is that fifty gold? Fifty gold. Yes, of course. Oh, hang on. No, according to my maths, it's actually twenty five. Uh, uh, what? Yes. You're, I'm glad you agree. You're, you're wiser than you look, you know. <laughs> <laughs> At which point someone else comes up and is muttering in his ear and he goes, Do you reckon we can risk it? 30. He gives you a, <laughs> a really canny look like he's totally got one over on you. 30. Oh, well, you drive a hard bargain, yes. Uh, well, I, well, well, couldn't... Oh, he actually taps his pockets to big clanging noises. <laughs> oh, yes, well, cool. Well, I mean, if it were possible to negotiate first class, particularly for myself and my hideous daughter. <laughs> my dear sir, this is the tunnel. It's all first class. Oh, excellent. Well, good. Super. Well, thank kind of holds a hand out meaningfully. I, I puts 30 gold into it. <laughs> Thank you for your donation to the maintenance of the... A lot of the merchants are kind of raising eyebrows, but no one's about to, to uh, rock the boat, as it were, given <laughs> the fact that you're getting the train running. Fine, right, he pulls it open. Sorry for the inconvenience, everybody. Water's coming into the station a little bit as he's pulling open so the grates. One of the other themes of this campaign is uh, institutions just flagrantly um, ignoring health and safety rules. You've only been in Britain. As <laughs> he turns to the crowd, he goes, yeah, you wait till then Paris. in France it will be even more less safe. <laughs> <laughs> <Am I right? laughs> 
<laughs> Bertie turns to the crowd and goes, Ladies and gentlemen, another victory for private sector intervention into the railway sector. <laughs> <laughs> uh, presumably you splash down into the underground splash station. Into the underground station. Okay, as you're doing so, uh, give me a reflex save. Uh, two. Uh, plus two is four. You managed to instantly, the second you step onto the incredibly wet tiles as the water's rushing past you underground, fall flat on your back and ding 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 ding, ding, ding down the whole stairs. I'm fine! Not hurt in any way, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's clear that they've closed it for a totally legitimate reason, and you're putting loads of people at risk. He may not be hurt, but his social damage is up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. your armor dented? The armour is not dented. The armour is not dented. He, he, it was more sort of toboggan based. Brutal's on the front. Brutal had a whale of a time. There's our dog spittle on the stairs. So, nonetheless, we'll skip ahead a bit and say, because obviously a decent amount of time has passed for the rest of the party, you managed to get onto the train. And as you are getting onto the train, the UC water is rushing over the platform onto the actual tracks beneath. Bearing in mind, just as a bit of uh, flavour, this is an underground station. It's large. It has a high vaulted ceiling. If Sasha was here, it would feel reminiscent of other London in some mm -hmm. ways for that. That is sort of industrial um, style. However, the train is not steam by any stretch. There are old-style carriages with warm-up panelling, and with the um, they actually have some stained glass in the windows and things like that. It's very opulent. Because you want to have a communion or well, something. Well, it's just one of those things. Because they can, I okay. get the impression. There are a large number, however, proportionally of cargo. Even though there are, say, three carriages for people, yeah. there are three carriages, four carriages for actual just cargo and freight and so yeah. on. And the, the engine at the front is huge. It's massive. It's a good sort of 20 foot tall, so the tunnel must be fairly sizable. And you have no knowledge engineering or anything like that, do you? Um, no. For the sake of being able to picture it, it's more reminiscent of a, of a diesel engine with that sort of snub nose yeah, without yeah. any outlets for steam or anything mm -hmm. like that. And you can see arcs of lightning patterning across the uh, outer hull a little water. bit. As yeah. water drips down, you'll just hear... I think it's more in flavour that I don't take a perception check. I'm just like, yeah, that seems fine. That's what trains do. Yeah. Cutting back to the storm. Sasha, what do you do? Uh, I do another swim check to try and get up to the top. Go for it. This might be a very bad idea, but you know. Oh gosh, five. Okay. That you... was a nine. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, so eight. <laughs> <laughs> you remain under the water. Oh. Zolf, uh, you don't sink though, you're just beneath the water. Zolf. Um, you are now in the water and currently under the water, also holding your breath because the storm yep. is just. <laughs> I uh, am going to swim for where I saw Sasha. Give me a perception check to see if she's still there. Oh, good. That's a critical fail. Natural oh, one. Oh, gosh! We're not actually only, both going to die. Not only we're we're both we're both just going to die. Not and Hammond's going to be a driftwood boat. Not only have you. Someone's got, going to win a bet. So, <laughs> fantasy rock band, anyone? <laughs> fantasy rock band. So, not only do you lose sight of Sasha. You get turned around, turned around, give me a swim check to see if you get above the water. Twelve. You don't get above the water, but you don't sink any further, and you lose sight of the boat with the driftwood because of the natural one. So you are now currently fighting for your own life, never mind Sasha's. Hamid, you saw Sasha get 
whipped away instantly. Zolf chucks all of his stuff in the ocean and dives in after her. He's gone without I'll, a trace as well. After Poseidon, don't take her, take, take me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? The untrained person panic. on the drift would panic an option. I should point out the wind is still so strong that you will be taking penalties to the strength check just to let go of the boat. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm just clinging on for dear life. Sure. At which point, a huge wave again comes crashing across to the um, boat. It tips onto its side, doesn't capsize. It's still floating, thankfully. It's made of driftwood. Suddenly seemed like a good idea, but it doesn't sink, but it is now at an awkward angle, water sloshing in against you and all kinds of things. But you're not underwater or anything like that. I'm going to crawl slowly and as carefully as I possibly can mm -hmm. towards the centre of the boat and okay. the, the bench mm -hmm. where the, the rower would sit. The so. rower would sit. Okay, um, I'm, okay. I'm basically taking ten. Yeah. I don't care if this takes me several rounds. That's fine. It will take you four rounds. That's fine. But I won't be making you a check to literally get blown over. I'm there. taking ten. <laughs> That's fine. I realise we're expanding and contracting time a little bit. Right. Cutting back to Bertie. Mm -hmm. So, the train's on there. You're hearing an argument with the um, with the driver of the train. You're you're in your compartment. It's nice and quiet. There is a bookish fellow sat opposite you. He's holding a notepad and it's uh, it's got a little bit of an ink stain on it. And he's just sort of dozing. He's got his spectacles down. He's dozing opposite you. He looks mm -hmm. very like a lecturer or something like that. And looking out into the corridor, there's a few merchants who are kind of settling themselves down. And you can see an open argument between the guy that you bribed, the station master, and the driver who's going, we'll all die. We will die. We're going, you can't, what are you doing? And the station master going, come on, you've done this before. It's fine. Honestly, it's a minor inconvenience. The second that you're a bit further out, it'll be fine. And the driver's having none of it. I think Bertie is going to be listening in on this. I want to, on Bertie's sort of sense motive on part of the driver. Okay. Like, basically, what Bertie's trying to discern is whether he's actually done this before. Oh, sure. Give uh, sense motive. Uh, sense motive is minus one, because it involves other people's feelings. <laughs> uh, that is six minus one is five. He seems to be using his mouth to form words. <laughs> he's it's... slapping some face meat against <laughs> other face meat. <laughs> basically, it's... You, you know, yeah, these, these are all people who, frankly, uh, you're not sure they have motives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and The argument, yeah. and basically the station master goes, look, I'm not doing this with you again. This is worth a lot of money. Okay, you're going to do it. And he just leaves. Just leaves with the driver stood there holding um, some, uh, like a large key in one hand and holding um, like a ticket thing in the other. And he's just stood there a, a bit nonplussed. I say then, driver, driver. Uh, yeah. Uh, I understand that you're going to be driving uh, this uh, train. If you, can, oh, if you can call it that. I wonder what at what time we might arrive in Calais. Never. We're all going to die. Now, now, I... Such pessimism. I... I but, you know, were we not to die? As you're talking, he's turning around and putting the key in the lock to get to the driver's compartment. You're at the frontmost uh, passenger carriage. Uh, were we not to die, what sort of time might we expect to arrive? He just opens the door, steps through, turns to you. Doom! <laughs> closes the door. <laughs> <laughs> he seems a cheery fellow. Can't maybe the maybe he should be Ben's backup. Yeah. <laughs> be station master. Even Bertie would notice that. Check. <laughs> well, says uh, Bertie. Um, just kind of, you know, potters back into the character. He seems like a cheery fellow. He says to Bruto. At which point, there's a huge amounts of lightning outside, arcing off the walls and so on. 
and then the train begins to pull forward slowly as lightning is literally arcing along the uh, sides of the tunnel, Bertie, not inside the train. Yeah, Bertie has enough knowledge of how electricity works to maybe consider taking off his armour. Um, <laughs> so I think Bertie probably removes his armour and wears something more appropriate for travel, so he's not wearing armour at this stage. As you're removing the armour, the bookish fellow offers it, you sort of wakes up. Are we, are we moving then? Believe so, yes. Uh, I am Sir Bertrand McGuffing. of a pleasure for you to make my acquaintance. <laughs> oh. You will be enjoying my company for the next DOOM! <laughs> <laughs> Until we reach Calais. <laughs> if the young man driving the train is to be believed. Um, <laughs> This is Brutal, my hideous daughter. <laughs> I wonder, you seem like a well-equipped and bookish fellow. Would you have the materials required to make a tiny, adorable riverboat gambler's outfit? He just looks at you. And then we'll cut back to the actual Just strong opening gambit. If <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to forget you anytime soon. So, Sasha. You are currently, as far as you're concerned, alone in the middle of an ocean in the biggest storm you've ever seen in your life. I don't have time to be depressed. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Not existentially, anyway. Um, I'm going to try and swim for the surface. Go for it. Oh, God. 11 minus 1, 10. 10? You managed to break the surface. Yay! Do I get some air? You get some air. Yay! Back to 24. (laughs) However, by no means do you have any control of your situation. You were just got to I'm not drowning now. Well, Zolf. I probably am. Mm-hmm. Cutting to you, you are currently also effectively alone in the ocean. Yes. You do have time to feel existentially depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Zolf makes time, state. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just set something aside every day. Yeah. Right. Great. Fabulous. Okay, I do have that. What are you being correct, great and fabulous? <laughs> That's three rounds of activity, <laughs> and you can take ten on all. Hey, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really afraid I'm going to die, so now Alex's jokes are funny. Um, I see, I see what's happening. Not aing, but drowning. So, <laughs> having not prepped any super useful spells today, which is great, I will continue to try and swim towards Sasha. Go for it. You don't know where Sasha is. Yep. <laughs> still gonna try. Five. Five? You are still below the water. Never mind trying to find Sasha. Okay. You're, you're starting to struggle yourself. Yeah. Hamid. Another huge wave comes ploughing into the boat and it begins to actively capsize. Not sink, but it is tipping over on you. You are in the middle of the boat currently holding onto the mast. So it is beginning to tip effectively over and onto you. What do you do? Hang on. Okay, the boat tips. I'll allow you to just take the turn on that because all you're doing is maintaining. And you find yourself in an air pocket as the boat uh, has tipped up. Is it, so it's full turtle? It's full turtle at this point. You are in the air pocket beneath. You hear the storm raging outside, but this is the first modicum of calm you've had mm. the entire time you've been there, although obviously the water level's powering up right towards your eyes and then back down again, and it's, it's not pleasant at all. Oh dear. <laughs> Hate to rush you, but some of us are drowning. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. All of you are drowning. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's fair. Oh, I do hope that out of all of you, Bertie's the only one that drowns. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Alex. 
I'm one of the people at this table. I hope you're the only one that drowns. I'm going to be honest. Irony is more important to me than player oh, characters. Uh, I'm going to stay in the air pocket. Sure. And hang on just for a little while. I mean. Could your count of many colours become like a diving suit? <laughs> Fully functional aqualung. Yeah, yes. Um, just a rocket no. ship. <laughs> yeah. To fly a out boat. There. Could it be a boat? Could you be dressed in a boat? Um, <laughs> can, can, it, can it become a wetsuit? Yeah. So at least I stay warm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I probably can. I would assume that. Okay. Or a dry suit. Um, yeah, that's what I'll yeah. do. I will. I will. At the very least, I will change my outfit so that it's something that doesn't drag me down. Sure. Functionally, you aren't able to change to something that's keeping you any warmer. Even just a swimsuit. Sure. Like, the kind of if thing... I can't do a wetsuit, because they don't <laughs> exist yet. The, oh, the kind of thing that would keep oh, you at the same temperature but wouldn't drag you down was just you're smothered in goose fat all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> like an inch of goose fat. That's yep. And your pants. That's what you're now wearing. That's what I'm now wearing. <laughs> goose fat and pants. Okay. Here to help, listeners. <laughs> we are in Paris, so new, yeah, look, new fashion statement. Oh, right. Have you seen the goose fat and pants look? He's wearing an inch of foie gras across his whole body. It is <laughs> out. Horribly decadent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my round. <laughs> so we'll cut back to uh, Bertie underway. The train is going and then it kind of judders and slows. Then it picks up speed again suddenly. It's Somebody's obstructing the doors again. Yes. When will they learn? <laughs> <laughs> it is an uncomfortable journey. Meanwhile, the. Um, oh, really? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Bertie, oh, I'll do Bertie has his sort of daydream about being smothered an inch of goose fat. <laughs> Delicious. Meanwhile, the bookish fellow opposite you is sort of taking notes, going, ah, I have to say, you're not actually what I expected at all. That's really interesting. So, uh, that, so the, I suppose if you were to use this extended lapel, and he's just discussing the nuances of how you could make this suit for your ugly, ugly daughter. Uh, yes, uh, this is all fascinating. What is your name? Uh, Campbell. He holds his hand yeah, out and yeah. shakes it. It's ple pleasure to meet you. Uh, obviously, you need no introductions. So yeah, of course. Gives a sort of snigger and carries on writing in his Bertie, notebook. Either does not notice or pretends not to notice, either way. And he uh, proceeds to go, may I ask, may I sketch you? No, of course. Uh, this is my best side, and Bertie just looks at him straight on. <laughs> <laughs> he, begins, he begins sketching Bertie, and at that nice gentle note, whilst most of the party are genuinely facing complete death, we'll take a break and we'll come back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> not just possible death. Complete, complete death. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Test, test. Elias, hopefully if you hear this, it means I've found a way to record those difficult statements I was telling you about. While I hate to speak ill of the dead, the previous archivist left this place in such a dreadful mess, and even an organization with such an unusual focus as the Magnus Institute needs a well-organized archive. As you know, I've been going through trying to digitize and record audio versions, but I've been having trouble with a few of them all. Bizarre statements. There have been sufficient distortions as to make them utterly unintelligible. Thankfully, though, I managed to unearth this old tape recorder from storage, and these cassettes, archaic as they may be, are still better than nothing. So with that in mind, I thought I'd take it for a spin, as it were. I've taken the shortest of the problem statements, and I'm trying it here. Frankly, I wouldn't normally bother with something so fragmented, but it should be fine as a test. Statement of Jacob, no second name given, regarding God knows what. Original statement given July 15th, 2011. Statement begins. It'll get you too. You can stare all you want, make your notes and your inquiries, but all you're beholding will come to nothing. When the time arrives and all is darkness and butchery, You'll wish you had stopped listening and run. 
statement ends. Yes, well, you see why I wouldn't have otherwise recorded it. Not exactly something for posterity, but nonetheless. Let me know if you are able to hear that correctly, Elias. If so, I think we can begin transcribing the rest of the statement. The Magnus Archives, a new weekly horror podcast by Rusty Quill, coming soon. And welcome back. So, Sasha, you're currently the only party member whose head is above water. Yeah. My head is above water. Okay, it's just me. also beneath boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose I look for the boat. I'll tell you what, give me a general perception check for Zolf and boat. Nine plus eight, 17. 17? You see Zolf. Ah. The boat is still out of sight, but you see Zolf sort of fighting to get above water. Honestly, you see matted hair occasionally breaking the surface and then disappearing underneath again. You could probably swim to him. In fact, you're quite close. Okay, gosh, okay. It would be the kind of thing I do to risk staying... Life yep. and limb? Yep. It's the Sasha way. Uh, oh, gosh, 17. That, 17. Did, that, 16. that did hover on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching that dice. <laughs> that, let's just say that was a really important role that you just succeeded. You, yeah. It will take you a few rounds. But I'll make the single swim check for the sake of speed. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's you good. Make, that's good. I think we only need one check from now on. You. I don't think that you ever need to check my swimming. Ever. <laughs> She's got a certificate. That's all you need. I can do the whip. Yeah. On my back in boots. Get, get a brick from the bottom while I'm wearing pyjamas. Yeah. That's the main thing. I mean, if you want to swim down for the brick at yeah. the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Tony the Tiger approves. <laughs> <laughs> so you manage to make it to Zolf. You are not able to pull him up or anything. You're yeah. not that competent. But you, you literally have a handle on him. I'll give you that. Yeah. Hamid, all of this is going without you being aware. Is there anything you can do? Um, I am going to, again, I'm never ever letting go of the boat. That's fine. I'm always going to have one hand as securely as possible. Very wise. I am going to drag myself round to the outside of the boat okay. and try and get out of the water up on top of it. Okay, I'll You're give... still in goose fat because that's quite silly. <laughs> Not on my hands. Um... I will give you a strength check to get yourself like up onto the outside, but... I'm not giving you any penalty for being blown off short of an absolute fumble. But you're not hauling yourself on top of the boat without a check. Yeah, that's fair. I will just fail rather than risk losing my totally. grip on the boat. That's, that's what I'm giving yeah. you as an option. That's a three. And my strength modifier is minus one. <laughs> the second, the second that you are outside of the boat, <laughs> yeah. everything just freezes, latches up, and you can barely hold on to the boat. Yeah. So... Cutting back to Bertie, mm-hmm. Campbell's he's finished his note back and he, uh, he turns it round and he's done an amazing drawing in the time that you've been waiting. Gosh, it's, I am handsome. It, it's not only is it a good drawing, but to really spell it out, it's what Bertie thinks he looks like. Wow. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, an, in- <laughs> it's, it's an incredibly flattering, there's some subtle shading that might be a halo, it's hard to tell, but it's, it's also done despite whatever you're wearing. You're wearing sort of breeches, but no shirt, and it's all very like artistically mad from the lake. Is yeah, that, that kind yeah. of thing we're going uh, is for. The kind of thing, is it like a little bit like Putin riding a horse? Is <laughs> <it> a <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Cross Putin and Mr. Darcy. <laughs> I wouldn't go so far wow. as to say it's as it's as good as Putin thinks he is. Right. Okay. Because that's a bit extreme. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's incredibly flattering. Yeah. 
He just sort of shows it to you. What do you think? I mean, I think it's quite nice. Good. Bertie and Campbell's eyes lock across a crowded portrait. <laughs> Give me a uh, little. Oh. Is this a flirt check? Yep. <laughs> you don't need to give a roll. Camel just sort of goes, Oh, uh, no, sorry. Oh, total misunderstanding here. Um, this is, oh, this is really awkward. I'm so, you're, you're a fanta- I was wondering if you'd be willing to be in one of my books as a, sort of as a character. Well, yes, of course. Uh, no, that's fine. Admiringly, platonically, is also understandable. I am the <laughs> ideal of a man, particularly when in a cave. <laughs> well, as lightning still arcing loud, like there are actual the occasional thunderclap as the lightning um, miss sparks outside of the train, and it's still juddering and uncomfortable. He starts going, uh, "Do you mind if I ask you some questions about yourself? Just get a bit more depth." Ah, oh, but of course. He proceeds to launch into a series of questions. I'll let you decide at a later date how much you mm-hmm. uh, share. Cutting back to Sasha. You have Zolf. Uh, I haven't had a turn yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, Zolf. <laughs> Phil, go, lose a round's worth of air, because uh, <laughs> I've just been grabbed. Uh, and then, yeah, try and um, get my head above the water. Okay. That's better. 12. 12? You managed to get your head above water. See, Sasha? Yes. <laughs> Where do you get back to the boat? Really, Zolf, do we? Yeah. <laughs> really? Great, good, good job, boss. At which point, give me a swim check, Sasha. One. You managed to get a sarcastic quip out yeah. <laughs> before immediately going back beneath the water. <laughs> Good job, boys! <laughs> We're still holding on to each other. Right? Oh, so yeah, you're still holding on. Right. Hamid, try again for the top of the boat? No. Okay. From where I am, mm-hmm. keeping one hand tightly, tightly lashed on, mm-hmm. I cast Press Digitation. Okay. Putting a spray of red sparks as high into the hey. air as I can manage. Ooh. You're stretching Press the Digitation into Dancing Lights territory. Could you I won't it? be. I'll, I'll allow you to do it, but bear in mind that the strict rule of no strict function means it's going to be for flavour and nothing more. Yeah, sparks in the air, which don't technically help. Like I, I think that's what Hamid would do. Okay. Like you can't cast <coughs> message on people who can't see. No, it's all lots. Or like of all, stuff. all my stuff is low. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, there is another huge wave. Give me a reflex save, Hamid. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, the boat gives a, a, a massive shudder and you take a small blow to the head. You're not receiving damage for it, but it is a because it's very difficult to hold on. I reflexively turn my hand into claws to give myself a better grip on the boat. Yeah. Do you notice that you've done so? Yes, but it's the least of <laughs> <laughs> Okay, in which case, cut back to Bertie, at which point the train sort of gives a judder. You're well into your sort of biography as it were, mm-hmm. edited for only the best bits, obviously. He keeps giving um, he keeps giving sort of questions regarding like romantic liaisons. He keeps steering it back towards he's like, so are there any women, any men? Both? Neither? He just keeps steering it back mm-hmm. into romances and romance and romance and have you had any partners, blah 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 blah. Nothing sordid, but it's like when you mention that you have a maiden aunt and all that, he's just like, oh I bet she was trying to pay you up hey. Yeah. It feels like he's very much trying to turn this into something it's not. So, um, the train judders and then stops. And can you a second check? 18 minus 1 is 17. You hear a muffled thump. Doom! <laughs> <laughs> Doom! <laughs> Doom! <laughs> From behind the driver's door. 
Uh, uh, I'm, I'm presumably, therefore, I'm in the carriage that's immediately... You're in the car- compartment immediately behind right. the um, okay. driver's compartment. What? What? It's... Oh, goodness. Uh, Bertie consults his watch. Yeah, I'm going to bet to win. Barges out of the corridor, knocks on the uh, door of the... <laughs> and, and realises partway through the knock, why must Sir Bertie McGuffingham knock? But just opens the door. It's locked. Punches the door. <laughs> Bang! He opens the door slightly. It's on a chain. He looks at you. Doom! <laughs> <laughs> now, we appear to have stopped. Doomed! Have you seen? It's awful. We'll never leave. Uh, aren't you going to get out and push or something? Come on. Are you? Will it help? No! <laughs> but I won't! I'm glad he closes the door. <laughs> punches the door again. <laughs> he opens it. What? Is there any way that we can get this train restarted? What do you think I'm trying to do? Well, answer my questions poorly, in which you are succeeding <laughs> estimably. He closes the door again. Bertie punches the door again. <laughs> he opens it. What do you want? Bertie now punches the door very hard in an attempt to break the chain. Give me a strength check. Uh, 17 plus 3 is 20. You break the small chain and throw the driver backwards onto the control panel and he's just up against going, oh, ah! You know, I've always wanted to be in the driver's seat of a train. This looks very fancy. <laughs> Cut back to... Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Sasha, first. Since I'm underwater. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 10. 10? You remain under the water. You're still holding your breath. Zolf, uh, you cast, have hold on each other, though. Cast Stepping Stones. Okay. Uh, um, describe the effect and describe how it plays out. Okay, uh, so with the hand that's not grabbing hold of um, Sasha, mm-hmm. uh, I grab the dolphin, my holy symbol, sure, sure. The, the dolphin, and scream contrition to Poseidon in <laughs> general give us, terms. Give a small sample. Don't scream because the mics can't handle it. So I grab my Driftwood Dolphin and mm-hmm. just scream to the heavens, Look, I'm sorry, all right? I'm sorry. I'll do better. Don't kill my friends. Okay. Cast Stepping Stones. Stepping stones works. Grab hold of it and okay. try and haul Sasha onto it. Okay, give me a strength check to do so. Four. A four. You keep hold of Sasha, but nonetheless, you do not manage to haul her off. None, but you are yourself holding onto the stepping stone, which is now in a fixed position. Yep. The waves are all over the place, but you're holding onto Sasha. Yep. Hamid, give me a perception check. 24. 24. You see the stepping stone burst out from the water and what might very well be Zolf. I shout okay. as loudly as I possibly, my tiny little lungs can manage. Okay. Just to try just and Just anything. Give, literally just... Just ah! Yeah, <laughs> just to give them a sense of what direction I'm in. Okay. Because um, I know that there will have to try and come sure. back together at some point. I'm messing point. around with round order a bit. Both of you give me perception checks. I am underwater. Sam travels better underwater. I've still got 24. 24. Um, Eight. Sasha, there's a moment where you're above the water, you hear where it is, and then go immediately below the water again. Helpful. Yeah, I know. So, cutting to Bertie. Mm -hmm. You are currently sat in the driving seat of the train. I'm just going to skip ahead some time. Two, two. Fasting buttons (laughs) and moving levers, and the driver's just sat there looking at you going, won't make a difference. What, make well, a difference. What, is, what will make a difference? What's, what is the essential problem here? Water! There's water in the tunnel, isn't it? Good. We're doomed! Can I get it? How far through the tunnel are we? Good question. He sits down, gets out of pocket watch, and actually sits and does some maths. Right, we've been going for about an hour, so we're about a third of the way. 
And how, how, what is the distance remaining in miles? Uh, 17 miles. 17 miles. And uh, would you regard the distance ahead as traversable by a heroic man? No. You'd be doomed. <laughs> why, why would I be doomed? Would you please explain to me, slowly and without the word doomed, <laughs> why I would be doomed? <laughs> he, he takes a moment and he goes, you would be doomed because water, he, he's talking as if you were to a child, despite the fact that he's barely above halfling height, so there's a, there's a discrepancy there. Water plus Lightning equals, taps on you, cooked chicken. You'd be mmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmm
this is your, your this is your boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this might be upper management. Uh, and uh, try and get her on the stepping Give me a stone. profession sailor check, okay. Zolf. 20. You are in the eye of the storm. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I will, for the sake of speed and ease, say, Zolf, you manage, and Sasha manage to get yourselves up onto the stepping stone. Is it wide enough for two, if you scrunch up? Oh, no, I'm, I'm not getting on. I will be um, kicking, because I will provide motor ah, power to gotcha. it. gotcha. You manage to get Sasha... No, I will be kick. <laughs> <laughs> We'll say that you managed to get Sasha on the stepping stone. We'll say that Hamid manages to get on top of the boat for the sake of speed while you've got this brief reprise and you are kicking just to keep things moving. Yeah. Cut back to Bertie and the driver's just sat there with his head in his hands. Right. Uh, well, I've formed a plan of action. Now you are going to switch off the train. I'm going to get off the train and walk, which I'll be able to do safely because you will have the train switched off, correct? How? Fine, fine. I see no problems with this whatsoever. I see no problems turning off the train that has a lightning elemental inside it. He uh, then proceeds to, before you even say anything, start pulling levers. Stall turns down. There's still lightning arcing from the um, from the sort of what would be the boiler of a normal train sort of on that snub ahead of the driver's cabin. You can still see the water dropping and. And we're also sort of arcing how, the how far ahead is it arcing out and looking dangerous? It's arcing from the train to the wall and occasionally across the floor, which this is to have about a foot of water in it. Right. Is there any way of deactivating a lightning element? You let it go. Kill it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a creature, like a monster. Really annoy the train. Really annoy the elemental. Yeah. I've paid for my ticket. I, I, I feel like you should be asking in character rather than out. That's true. Well, I mean, is this stuff that Bertie would know? You would probably know what a lightning elemental it, you is. You know it's a creature. It's, yeah. it's a creature made out of lightning, is what your knowledge would be. Is it? Uh, it's something that you would have encountered in children's stories. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, lightning Everything. elementals are real in this world. Is it intelligent enough to talk to? They can be, depending on the elemental. Right. Uh, so They are not mindless. Okay, so I'm going to attempt to negotiate with the lightning elemental. <laughs> okay. Pomp and pageantry yep. intimidates elemental. Could you do me a favour mm -hmm. and just propose that in character, just aloud? So, uh, now this seems a little bit more on the electric side than I was really hoping for with the deactivation of the train. Perhaps I could speak to someone more on the supply side of the electricity. <laughs> Perhaps the lightning elemental itself. Hmm? Do you have any idea what would happen if we release that lightning elemental for even a moment? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll end the episode there. <laughs> so, yeah, um, not a lot of progress made, sadly. But hey, that's... I think it's a massive We made, we made huge progress in the not dying I, I began the episode underwater and I end it flopped over essentially a bit of a door while Leonardo DiCaprio is <laughs> kicking away and... Hope Never let go! Before <laughs> letting him go. Because in character, with that with Rose, she lets him go because he's an entirely disposable member of the working class. Yeah. Off you go, off you trot. I'm going to live my wonderful rest of my life. I like, I like, I like the photo they have of her just kind of like slumped over the door and just like space there, space there. Yeah. Space there. They yeah. can just both fit on it. 
<laughs> I should have fit a door into this. I should have fit a door into this. So we got a Titanic thing in there. <laughs> you didn't say what kind of driftwood the boat was made out of. Maybe, Maybe just doors. Entirely out of doors. Loads of doors. Entirely out of doors and partially God. frozen aristocrats. So <laughs> secretly the villain of the film. It, it turns out it's just loads of discarded aristocratic furniture. Yeah. It's just all cobbled together. Anyway, I think we'll reconvene next week and try to get you out of just the worst situation, <laughs> just the worst. And I'm speaking for all of you because the idea of Bertie having to have a situation that he can't punch is just, Ugh. it's just terrible. So until that time, yeah, we feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is metaphorically lost at sea. <laughs> <laughs> so until that time, um, we'll see you again next week. So bye bye. Bye bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill. Or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. And welcome to episode 31 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me for another wet race, I have... James Ross. Wet race? Really? Is that what you're going with? No. <laughs> that's, no. that's the episode name. Wet <laughs> race. <laughs> wet race 2000. No, wet race. Wet race, race 1895. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. What year is it? I don't even know. <laughs> Just have it runs up to the camera. What year is it? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Magic. What magic means. <laughs> 1892. Sorry, uh, you should introduce me again. I'm going to go ahead and open the entire episode again. Yeah, I don't think wet race is the way to go. Wet, wet, race. wet, wet race is awful. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and for another adventure, a race as it were. <laughs> James, Wet Race 2000 Ross. <laughs> <laughs> well, what time do you need to leave? <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. So, so much. I'm just imagining lots of people with bathtubs with wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I just slip and slide. <laughs> okay, right, let's go. Go on, fun. I know. <laughs> well, he's going in. That was a bleeding <laughs> blooper, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, I know. Uh, cut to Zolf. Not Zolf. Uh, cut to um, <laughs> for the for the tape. Look directly Look into James's eyes. What are you going to do, Zolf? Zolf? <laughs> Body swap. <laughs> okay. Hello, all. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The Programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the programme audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.